The portion of God's Word that we'll focus our attention on for a few minutes this evening comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go, and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it, they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters. And say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his disciples reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In our Old Testament lesson, we heard God's promise of a new covenant. And as he laid out this promise of a new covenant, he right away compared it to the old one. And we immediately see this incredible contrast between the old covenant and the new. And in order to start to grasp that contrast, a review of the old covenant is helpful, but we really don't need to look too much further than the Passover that was being celebrated by Jesus and his disciples in the gospel lesson. You might remember that the the Passover meal was commanded by God commanded that his people would celebrate it on a certain day, in a certain way, year after year after year. And by the time of Jesus, it was over 1,500 years of yearly Passover celebrations. By celebrating the Passover, Jesus and his disciples were participating in that old covenant. The old covenant was a two-sided agreement In the truest sense of the Latin phrase, quid pro quo, this was a quid pro quo covenant, a this for that covenant. And so what was the this and what was the that? Well, you really have to go back before the Exodus. The Passover meal was celebrated in remembrance of the Exodus, that time when God brought his people up out of Egypt with his mighty hand. But it's that pivotal, pivotal moment of the Exodus which falls right in the middle of four promises that God made to Abraham that we review very often. Abraham, God said, you're going to have a son. 
And of course, he made that promise to a man and his barren wife who were very old. Sarah had never had a child. And they wanted to help God with this promise over and over again. It came up with all sorts of different ways. They thought maybe God could keep this promise. But he said, no, you're going to have a son. God picked this most unlikely of couples and kept his promise. When Abraham was 100 and Sarah was 90, they had a son. The second promise was that this son would turn into a great nation. And in Egypt, while in slavery, that happened. The descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, the the 12 tribes, they became a great nation enslaved in Egypt. And so this exodus is right in the middle because there were two more. God promised Abraham that that nation would have a land of their own to live in and that from Abraham's descendants, one singular descendant would be a blessing to every nation on earth. And so there, right in the middle, is the exodus. As you have the son and the nation, and God brings them out of slavery to give them the land, and in that land, this singular offspring will be born. And so there's this pivotal moment right in the middle of the promises being fulfilled to Abraham where God stops and he makes a covenant. Exodus 24 is where where it is listed for us, this description of the establishment of the old covenant. If you're looking for some devotional reading this week, maybe you, you read through Exodus 24 and review some of those details. But one of the details was a bull that Moses sacrificed and half the blood was put in bulls and half of the blood was Doused on the altar, the blood in bowls sprinkled on the people. It was referred to as the blood of the covenant. And God was saying to his people that he had just brought up out of Egypt with his mighty hand. We're halfway there. I have faithfully kept half of the promises. And I am bringing you to the land to begin fulfilling promise number three, And I'm going to fulfill promise number four. But while you're waiting for promise number four to be fulfilled, this will be the arrangement. I will be faithful to my promises. You will obey me. My faithfulness for your obedience. This for that. When Jesus and his disciples celebrate the Passover, they are doing that. They are doing part of what God commanded his people to do, celebrate the Passover meal. And there's all sorts of fascinating details we could focus on. Jesus sends James, or sorry, Jesus sends Peter and John to go into the city to prepare the Passover meal. And he tells them exactly what they will find. Twice he uses the word will. And they find it exactly as Jesus said. What else would you expect from the Lord incarnate, God in the flesh, the the God upholding his side of the one-sided covenant, who always does what he says, who keeps every single promise he makes. If he promises they're going to find a man carrying water, they're going to find a man carrying water. And if he promises that a man will show them a room ready for them to celebrate the Passover, then they're going to find a man who will take them to a guest room ready for the Passover. The old covenant was a this for that covenant. And it never satisfied God's people. 
It never satisfied their spiritual hunger, their thirst for forgiveness. It only pointed out their hunger. It only pointed out their thirst. And that was the point. It was never meant to satisfy their hunger, their thirst for forgiveness, but it was meant to point them to the one great promise that was outstanding, this one singular descendant of Abraham who would fix this broken world. And so right away in Jeremiah 31, as God promises this new covenant that will not be like the old one, he gives us this description. He says, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. There is no quid pro quo. There is no this for that. Covenant, yes, but one-sided, more like a last will and testament. A new testament, a new decree from the Lord, this is what I will do and I will require nothing from you. And so Jesus and his disciples are in the upper room. They are obeying. Jesus is the head of the house, so to speak. He has taken on that role. He is the one reviewing the Exodus history with the disciples. He is the one officiating the meal. And everything is going along according to God's plan, the order of the meal, exactly as it was supposed to be done year after year. But then something changed. While Jesus was giving thanks for some of the unleavened bread that was a part of the meal, he broke it. And he said these words. This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in that moment, the quid pro quo, this for that covenant, was replaced. With a different kind of covenant, a one-sided covenant, a this in place of that covenant. It's actually exactly what Jesus says. You're familiar with those words, for you, right? This is my body given for you. The word that Jesus uses, the word that's translated for, it means so much more than for your benefit. It literally means in your place. Jesus says to his disciples, this is my body given in place of yours. My body for your body. Not this for that, this in place of that. And the second part is exactly like it. This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. My blood in place of your blood. And at that moment, the new covenant was established. Jesus says, in my remembrance, do this. It's not that we don't care about promises one, two, three, and four made to Abraham, one, two, and three anymore. 
It's not that one, two, and three aren't important. They are. God kept them. But Jesus says this new covenant is a covenant that reminds you of promise four. It's not about remembering the the exodus anymore. It's about remembering the Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world. This meal of remembrance is different from the Passover meal in where it points, and it points directly to Christ. It points directly to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. A totally new kind of covenant. This in place of that. So think about what that means for you. This is a covenant of substitution. And this substitution means everything. This body of Jesus, this blood of Jesus, given and poured out for you and for me, in our place, Jesus' body substituted for mine and yours, Jesus' blood substituted for mine and substituted for yours, the punishment that our bodies deserve to be inflicted with. Our blood that deserves to be poured out, his in place of ours. And that's how we can have the confidence to know that the blessings that God describes in Jeremiah 31, the blessings of the new covenant are ours. A substitute excludes expectation. Because Jesus took our place, there is no expectation for your flesh, for your blood, for my flesh, for my blood. He endured it all. And it is the substitution of Jesus, the this in place of that covenant, which assures us that the blessings of this new covenant, forgiveness, are ours. But don't miss the the one blessing that Jeremiah mentions that we often, often miss. Because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. Would you believe it that when Jesus says for you, he uses the plural form of you? And that is so very significant. He literally says, this body, this blood, given and poured out in place of all y'alls. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO or an average Joe. It doesn't matter if you're the most highly educated or have no education at all. It doesn't matter if the quantity and quality of your sin seems like Mount Everest or if the quantity and quality of your sin seems a little smaller than Mount Everest. For all of you, for every single one of you, from the least to the greatest, there is no discriminating, there is no selecting. Jesus' body, Jesus' blood, given and poured out in place of yours, in place of mine. What a blessing this new covenant is. The old covenant did not satisfy the hunger and thirst of God's people for forgiveness, but this covenant does. This meal that Jesus left us with, his last will and testament for you and for me, when we eat it and we drink it, we are satisfied. We are forgiven. Martin Luther famously said in his small catechism that all it takes 
to be prepared to receive this sacrament is a heart that believes these words given and poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. And you could trust those words. You could believe those words because of who it is who said those words. It's the God who doesn't just make promises. He keeps them every single time. And he will keep this one too. Over and over and over again until we join him at the marriage feast of the Lamb in heaven. So come. Eat. Drink. Eat. The body of our Lord and Savior Jesus given in place of our bodies. Drink. The blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus poured out in place of our blood. Eat, drink, and be satisfied. Amen.